Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Charts with Dan. We're on a Tuesday this week because it was the President's Day weekend here in the United States. That's considered a four-day box office weekend, and it was a big debut for Uncharted, which some people had suggested might underperform at the box office. It instead overperformed. So we're going to look at all of those numbers and talk about Tom Holland, who is truly right now, it seems, the king of the world. Before we do that, I want to thank my partner, as always, on the show, Carbon Health. If you are on the road and you need healthcare assistance, Carbon Health is the place to go for you. You can check their app and find a convenient location near you. They handle all kinds of healthcare services, including COVID-19 tests and vaccinations. And it's all part of their mission to make healthcare accessible and affordable for everybody. Very proud to be partnered up with Carbon health and i thank them as always for being a part of the show let's look at the weekend box office and as i mentioned uncharted is the number one movie domestically let's look first at the three-day weekend so this is friday through sunday uncharted number one with 44.1 million dollars there were some people that were suggesting that the movie might make 30 million dollars over four days and it instead made 40 million dollars in three days we'll look at the four-day weekend in just a second and it wasn't based on critical consensus because because this was another one of those movies where the reviews for the film were very low. However, audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes with the verified rating system they have now have been very high. So we see yet another divide between some critics and audiences. I did give the movie a positive review. It wasn't a glowing review, but it was a positive review. I thought it may be a fun way to pass a couple of hours. And it seems like a lot of people agree because $44.1 million is a very impressive debut, especially as we're continuing our box office recovery. At number two, Two was Dog, starring Channing Tatum. It was his first major live-action role since 2017's Kingsman The Golden Circle, which I didn't even realize he'd been gone that long. It took in $14.8 million over the three-day weekend. And one really encouraging sign, if we're looking at the demographic numbers for the three-day, we don't have them for the four-day, but we have them for the three-day, both Uncharted and Dog overperformed box office expectations, but they drew out two different crowds. When you look at the audience that showed up for Uncharted, it was largely male and largely young. We're talking 60% male, 71% under 35 but when you look at the demographics for Dog, it was female-driven and an older audience, 54% women and 53% over 35. And we talked about uh, in the past weeks, the, the audience that has been the slowest to show back up at theaters are the older female demographics. So that is a very encouraging sign for the box office going forward. We know that the young guys are going to turn out. We saw how Spider-Man No Way Home did. That was very much driven by a younger audience and a predominantly male audience. But here we have a film in Dog that skewed largely older, largely female, and still did well, especially when you consider its budget. That, to me, says that there is a crack in the ice. There are people who before may have said, I'm not going to the theaters, and Dog is not one of those that you have to see on the big screen. But it shows that we had a star in Channing Tatum and a subject matter that was very appealing to a lot of people that brought out an audience that's been very reticent to return to the movie. So this is one of those things when we talk about the recovery of the box, office. I said, you have to look at the tea leaves here and there to see how it's going. If Dog had underperformed, it would be perhaps an indication that, hey, the older audience isn't quite ready to come out yet. But the fact that we had an older female and an older male audience largely show up for Dog is an indication that things are perhaps on an upswing with the numbers down, with it looks like the worst of the Omicron spike behind us. Perhaps we are once again stabilizing these box office numbers. Let's look at the rest of the top five in Spider-Man No Way Home in third place. Look at that drop. 
right now minus 1% from last week, virtually unchanged from last week's box office. That is phenomenal. That is an Avatar-like number uh, that we see there from Spider-Man No Way Home, which makes sense because the threshold was passed this past week. Spider-Man No Way Home has officially passed Avatar. It's now well over the $760 million mark, and one of the big reasons is that it has been holding on to its audience like that. And that is an anomaly at any time in the box office. For a movie in its 10th week to be dropping off 1% from the previous week, that says that audiences are going back or going to the first time or bringing their friends. I talked to some people uh, on Patreon this week that said they had gone with their friends to see Spider-Man because their friends hadn't seen it yet. We are seeing in real time the continuing appeal of this movie and it was a smart move by Sony to not pull it out of theaters quickly we don't have it on digital yet we don't have it on 4k blu-ray yet and that just goes to show you that there is still money to be made for Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters so an incredible hold for that movie Death on the Nile in its second week dropped about 49%. That's not a terrible drop with $6.5 million, although it's not great considering that it didn't have the best debut last week. And then Jackass Forever rounding out the top five in its third week with a 36% drop, a little bit better than its week two drop, uh, but uh, certainly not the huge hold that we had thought we might see uh, due to the first weekend being so impacted by the winter weather. Let's look at the four-day President's Day weekend. And again, Uncharted topping $50 million for the four-day Day weekend, about $20 million ahead of where a lot of people saw it. A great debut there. Dog at number two with $17.3 million. Then Spider-Man No Way Home. Death on the Nile was 7.7, and Jackass Forever getting over the $6 million mark. So, uh, again, uh, the four-day numbers putting Uncharted over that $50 million threshold. And Tom Holland, if you're Tom Holland right now, you have the number one movie in the world currently uh, in Uncharted. You have the number three movie domestically, which just passed Avatar uh, on the domestic all-time list. And you have the number one movie in the world, Spider-Man No Way Home, from last year, and it wasn't even close. Tom Holland is red hot right now. When you think about the fact that he's in two of the top three movies at the domestic box office and has taken uh, a franchise thus far, unless it hits a catastrophic wall, it was a franchise where a lot of people didn't like his casting. People were skeptical of it. People have been waiting for this franchise forever. There was a lot of skepticism around the video game movie element of it. A lot of people wanted Nathan Fillion instead, and he was able to push past all of that and help launch Uncharted into a movie. Again, when we look at the audience numbers too, this wasn't a movie that audiences went to see and didn't like. The Rotten Tomatoes numbers were good. The cinema score was a B plus, which is not fantastic, uh, but it's not the worst that you could do. The question for me was, is he going to be able to step out from behind that Spider-Man persona? Right now, indications certainly appear to be yes, and he hasn't taken a whole lot of big swings outside of the Marvel films. There was Chaos Walking, which was just DOA for a number of reasons, uh, the pandemic not being least among them. But he's done a lot of smaller films other than the Marvel films, films like Cherry, which was an Apple TV release. This was a big test for him. Can he carry a blockbuster franchise worldwide? And so far, the answer is yes. So it is a big time to be Tom Holland. Honestly, if you have uh, Tom Holland with movies, you have Zendaya on TV with Euphoria. I mean, they are like the king and queen of all media right now. They may be taking that crown uh, from Howard Stern because uh, they are uh, quite a power couple at this moment. But yeah, 
a big, big weekend for Tom Holland and perhaps a changing of the guard to a, a big movie star of his generation. Also helping things is that the President's Day weekend has actually been a very successful launching pad for movies in the past. Now, it often coincides with Valentine's Day. It didn't this year, but it has in the past. But when we look at the top openings for President's Day, these are four-day openings. Uncharted is Uncharted on this chart. Uh, but look at the competition. It's not for lack of trying. Black Panther had its massive $242 million debut over the President's Day weekend. Deadpool had its huge $152 million debut as well as Fifty Shades of Grey with $93 million over President's Day, although that had a big Valentine's Day bump. Sonic the Hedgehog, one of the last movies, I would argue the last big blockbuster opening before the pandemic closed theaters back in 2020, launched to $70 million over President's Day, another video game film. And then Valentine's Day uh, to $63.1 million. Uh, Uncharted is, I believe, at number seven on that list. But again, uh, this was a very opportune weekend, hasn't many times been an opportune weekend, especially especially in conjunction with Valentine's Day. Uh, but again, this is a return to the idea of going to a traditional launching pad, trying a big genre film, and it seems to have paid off for Uncharted. Uncharted did chart on one list, and that is the list of all-time debuts for video game adaptations. Now, these are not movies like Wreck-It Ralph or Ready Player One that are movies about gaming. These are straight-up adaptations of video games. Sonic the Hedgehog, for three days, this is for three days, not four, still maintains the record with 50 million dollars followed by pokemon detective pikachu with 54.3 million dollars lara croft tomb raider with 47.7 million dollars of course that would be much higher if you uh, adjust for inflation it's by far the oldest oldest film on this list and then we have uncharted at number four with 44 million dollars followed by the angry birds movie at number five with 38.1 million dollars so we have uncharted as one of the top five best debuts for a video game adaptation ever and we will see where it goes from this weekend it's got a little bit of runway we don't have a big box office weekend coming up uh there's you know of course the batman uh in two weeks which is going to be uh, a huge draw for folks but we'll see how uncharted does this weekend because it largely has the box office to itself until the bat invades. Before we move on, I want to thank one of today's sponsors, NordVPN, and welcome them to the show. If you don't know what a VPN is, it's a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online by hiding your IP address and allowing you to access things like public Wi-Fi networks safely. I know that I'm traveling all the time. I'm traveling coming up this weekend. I've never used a VPN before. I'm using Nord now, and it gives you such peace of mind knowing that if you're connecting to Wi-Fi at an airport, if you're connecting to Wi-Fi at a hotel, you have that extra level of security because there's so much that we don't know that's going on right now with our data and with our information. Every step that we can take to keep it more secure is a great step. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash Merle. That's Nord, N-O-R-D, vpn.com slash Merle, M-U-R-R-E-L-L. Or you can just use the code Merle to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift. It is completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And I want to thank Nord 
for sponsoring the show. Looking at our comparison between the box office weekends from 2019 and 2021, we can see here a steep uptick from last weekend. Um, Again, not approaching the blue line, which is 2019's box office, but at the same time, getting closer. Yes, we are still probably going to have to wait a couple of weeks for it to reach that line. I don't see it uh, getting even higher than it was this weekend. Uh, So the Batman is probably going to be the first time that we are able to touch that blue line. Uh, But it is nice to see the box office getting an up Uptick. It was the highest grossing weekend of the year so far, uh, almost a $100 million total accumulation. And this is just, we call it the road to recovery for a reason. We are not recovered, but we saw two big landmarks this weekend with a big franchise launch, not a sequel, but a franchise launch and a movie that skews toward an older audience, both overperforming for the weekend. Let's look at the per theater averages. And as always, we have a mix of uh, smaller films and larger films. At number one is a documentary called The Automat, which is a documentary about a vending machine uh, that features a lot of famous names and faces. It was playing in only one theater, but made $12,000 in that one theater. So it was the top per theater average for the weekend, followed by Uncharted, which brought in $10,292, estimated as of now, in each of its over 4,200 theaters. Then Dog, which brought in over $4,000 per theater and just over 3,600 theaters. At number four is Too Cool to Kill, which is a Chinese film that opened in a small number of theaters here in the uh, domestic marketplace. 20 theaters, $3,600 per theater, and Spider-Man No Way Home, still one of the five biggest per theater moneymakers, $2,500 per theater in nearly 3,000 theaters. It is finally starting to lose screens and lose theaters uh, to probably, honestly, another t- the other Tom Holland film that came out this weekend. Looking at movies that are in limited release, the specialty box office, these are movies that are in 1,000 theaters or fewer, and I also exclude films that have ever played in over 1,000 theaters. So these are films that have only played ever in 1,000 theaters or fewer. The Worst Person in the World had an expansion, uh, another expansion to 265 theaters in its third week of release and brought in nearly half a million dollars. Drive My Car, which has actually been in release for over three months in its 13th weekend, uh, but is just now expanding to more theaters in 213 theaters brought in $214,000. It will also be making its debut on HBO Max early next month. Parallel Mothers is at number three in 142 theaters with $120,000 in its ninth week of release. Then we have Too Cool to Kill in 20 theaters uh, in its first week with $72,000. And Strawberry Mansion in its first week in 27 theaters with $34,000 per theater. That is a film from filmmakers Kentucker Audley and Albert Burney that debuted at last year's Sundance Film Festival. Looking at the international market, so these are all of the markets outside of the domestic marketplace, everything except for the U.S. and Canada. The number one film was Uncharted, which brought in $55.4 million outside of the domestic marketplace, rolling out to a lot more countries this weekend, followed by Death on the Nile with $19.8 million. And then the Chinese box office still making waves. The Battle at Lake Shangjin 2, bringing in $19.6 million. Too Cool to Kill, bringing in $17.3 million and Nice View bringing in $11.2 million. When you combine the domestic marketplace and the international marketplace, you get the worldwide marketplace. And Uncharted nearly bringing in $100 million. It may, once all the final numbers come in, worldwide for this weekend. Death on the Nile bringing in $26 million. Then we have the battle at Lake Chungjin 2 and Too Cool to Kill. And then the domestic marketplace for Dog, plus some limited international play, brings it in at number 5 with $16.2 million. But 
there was some good news when we talk about worldwide grosses for a couple of Hollywood films, and those films are Uncharted, which is number one this weekend, and The Batman, which is coming out here domestically the first weekend in March. We've talked about the fact that China has not been granting very many licenses for movies to show uh, imported from Hollywood, uh, and that even when they are, it's often very, very, very late after their release. Uncharted and The Batman both received Chinese release dates and approval to play. Uncharted will premiere on March 14th in China. That is a Monday, so not exactly a prime slot. We'll see We'll see how it does given that release date. And then that Friday on March 18th, The Batman has been approved for release in China. So two weeks after its initial release date here domestically and in a lot of other countries. So we will see if they bring in a lot of money from China. Of course, them getting release dates in the country doesn't mean they're going to make a lot of money, but a positive sign that two Hollywood films in the span of a week getting Chinese release dates. We'll see if there are more to come. Looking at the overall box office for 2022, first let's look domestically. Scream for now is the number one movie, although my guess is that by next week it will be bumped down to number two. Uncharted enters the chart ironically, at number two with $51.3 million. Jackass Forever at number three, it drops down one spot. Death on the Nile moves up one spot with $26.2 million. Moonfall drops down two slots with $17.9 million, but it's basically a three-way tie with Marry Me at number six moving up one spot, $17.4 million. Dog debuting at number seven with $17.3 million. Dog will be up in that fifth spot by next week. The 355 drops down four spots to $14.5 million, followed by Redeeming Love, which drops down three spots with a $9.1 million total, and the Liam Neeson film Blacklight dropping one spot to number 10 with $7.3 million. Looking at the 2022 worldwide box office, of course, the battle at Lake Shangjin 2 remains number one with $581.1 million, followed by Too Cool to Kill, Nice View, and Boonie Bears Back to Earth, so the top four now all Chinese films. However, right behind Boonie Bears is Uncharted, which has now banked $139 million worldwide, so it looks like it's going to be moving up on that list to uh, probably at least number uh, four or number three by next week. Scream drops down two slots to number six, followed by three Chinese films, Only Fools Rush In, Another Me, and Sniper, and then we have Death on the Nile rounding out the top ten. Now, if you watched the show last year, I did something with the worldwide box office chart where I listed the top 10 films for the previous calendar year, basically the previous 365 days. Of course, with the pandemic and everything towards the end of the year, it was just the top 10 films of 2021. And so I discontinued that chart. However, looking at the movies uh, that we've gotten so far this year, I decided it was a good time to resume doing that chart. So these are the worldwide grosses for the top 10 films that were released in the previous 365 days. So from this date last year to this date this year. And as you can see, uh, nearly doubling the number two gross is Spider-Man No Way Home with $1.8 billion. It has been in release for 67 days. I measure time of release from its first international debut. That's the number one film of the past 365, followed by the Battle at Lake Shangjin from last year with $913 million from China. No Time to Die, number three, with $774.1 million. Then F9 at number four with $726 million. Then our first film from 2020 
2022, the battle at Lake Shangjin 2 right now at number five after only 21 days in release with 591.7 million. Then Venom Let There Be Carnage at number six. Godzilla vs. Kong, which is only 30 days from aging off of this list. So it's very likely this is going to be a movie that will have lasted 365 full days as one of the 10 highest grossing films worldwide with 468.2 million. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, 174 days in release with 432.2 million. Followed by The Eternals at 111 days in release with just over 400 million. And Too Cool to Kill after just three weeks in release with 377.3 million. And something to note is, you know, we've talked about the dominance of the Chinese box office. However, when you look at the previous 365 days, seven of the top 10 were either American productions or American co-productions in the case of No Time to Die. So yes, China is uh, pumping out a lot of big hits that are that are putting up big numbers like the Battle at Lake Chongjin. But uh, I would not count the American film industry out of it just yet because you can also see that when you look at it holistically from just a yearly standpoint, uh, there are still uh, the vast majority are films that are coming out of the Hollywood system. So we'll see how it goes with the Batman and with so many other films. We'll see how Uncharted does. Uh, but the Hollywood movie making a big comeback in the last calendar year and looking to make up even more ground in 2022. Before we move on, I want to thank another one of our sponsors today. You've heard them on the show quite a bit, and that is Athletic Greens. As I focus on my personal health in 2022, Athletic Greens has become a very important part of that process, and it's become part of my daily routine. No more taking five, six, seven, eight different kinds of supplements, how many different powders and pills, etc. No, with Athletic Greens, one scoop in a cup of water or with some fresh fruit and some yogurt for a smoothie. I do both of those several times a week, and you get so many different things that your body needs. Vitamins, probiotics, you can do it to focus on gut health, which is a big thing that I'm focusing on this year. It's easy and it provides you the nutritional insurance that your body can absorb. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Dan. Again, that's athleticgreens.com Dan, D-A-N, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Before we move on to the streaming charts, I always like to take a look back at a previous year in box office history, and we are going to go back 19 years to the debut of Ben Affleck as a night-dwelling superhero, and it is not Batman. It was his debut as Daredevil, alongside Jennifer Garner, Michael Clark Duncan, and Colin Farrell, which banked $40.3 million over this was a Valentine's Day weekend, the 14th through the 16th. In second place was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, starring Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. It was enjoying its second week in release with $18.7 million. Chicago, in its eighth week of release, was moving up the box office charts. It was one of those staggered releases. As nominations and everything came out, it expanded its screen count. It was at number three with $12.6 million, followed by The Jungle Book 2, a sequel I forgot existed, with $11.4 million, and Shanghai Nights, starring Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson, with $11 million. As we always do, I want to wrap out the show by looking at the streaming charts to see what people are watching at home, and we will start with Amazon. The number one rental on Amazon right now, Free Guy, followed by Sing 2, which is still available for premium video on demand. Then at number three is Kingsman The Secret Service, available for rental, probably tied to The Kingsman hitting a lot of the streaming services. It's available on both HBO Max and Hulu due to some contractual quirks. Ghostbusters Afterlife is at number four. 
followed by Spider-Man Far From Home. Old Henry, which is available as a 99-cent rental on Amazon. You don't see those too often, is at number six, followed by Encanto at number seven. Old returns to the chart at number eight, followed by F9 at number nine, and Despicable Me 3 at number 10. Looking at what people are watching and renting on iTunes, at number one is Ghostbusters Afterlife, available for both purchase and rental, followed by The Kingsman, available to buy. So even though it is streaming on a couple of different services, people purchasing it as well on iTunes. 2021's Dune at number three, Old Henry at number four. It was also available as a 99-cent rental on iTunes. So there's been a big push behind Old Henry um, this past awards season and also going into this year. Obviously, the people behind that film really wanted to make sure that people see it. I've heard good things. I actually haven't seen it yet. House of Gucci available for purchase at number five, followed by No Time to Die. Sing available premium video on demand at number seven, Encanto at number eight, and then two other Kingsman films, Kingsman the Secret Service and Kingsman the Golden Circle, rounding out the top ten. Finally, we take a look at Netflix using the metrics that they provide. These are the 10 most watched movies on Netflix for the week of February 7th through February 13th. At number one for the second week is The Tender Swindler with 64.7 million hours watched, followed by Through My Window with 34.7 million hours. The original film Tall Girl 2, which is a sequel to the movie Tall Girl, which is about a tall girl, is at number three with 27.4 million, followed by The Privilege at number four with 18 million hours watched. The Privilege is a German film that's being distributed by Netflix. 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi is at number five in its second week, followed by Despicable Me 2. People love those minions at number six. Not me, though. Into the Wind at number seven. That is a film from Poland. Home Team at number eight. Love Tactics at number nine, making its debut. That's a film from Turkey. And then at number 10, Despicable Me, because as I said, people love those minions. Again, not me, but lots of other people with 8.9 million hours watched. Looking at the top 10 most watched series on Netflix worldwide, All of Us Are Dead is still number one with 113.2 million hours watched. You can catch my review of the first season tomorrow here on the channel. I've been working on that one for a little bit. At number two is the debut of a new original series, Inventing Anna, which is a fictional series about a real-life person named Anna Sorkin who impersonated an heiress for years and was able to scam people out of a lot of money. The rest are all holdovers. Sweet Magnolia Season 2 at number 3. Café con Aroma de Mujer remains popular at number 4. Dark Desire Season 2 at number 5. Raising Dion Season 2 at number 6. Ozark Season 4 Part 1 at number 7. Dark Desire Season 1 at number 8. Raising Dion Season 1 at number 9. And The Woman in the House at number 10. Finally, let's look at the top movies and TV shows here in the U.S. The most watched movie here in the U.S. is The Tender Swindler at number one, followed by Despicable Me 2 and Despicable Me. Again, not a fan of Minions, but many people are. Tall Girl 2 at number four, The Hangover at number five, Transformers Dark of the Moon at six, followed by The Other Guys. I am a fan of that movie. Home Team at number eight, Through My Window at number nine, and Warrior. Man, that's probably the best movie here on this top ten chart at number ten. And finally, the most watched series on Netflix in the U.S., Inventing Anna is number one here stateside, followed by Sweet Magnolias Season 2, All of Us Are Dead Season 1, Ozark Season 4 Part 1 at number 4, Love is Blind Season 2 at number 5, Raising Dion Season 2 at number 6, Sweet Magnolia Season 1 at number 7, The Woman in the House at number 8, Raising Dion Season 1 at number 9, and Catching Killer Season 2 at number 10.
And that wraps it up for charts this week. As I mentioned, Uncharted has a pretty long runway ahead of it because there are two films that are going to be in somewhat wide release. The Peter Dinklage musical Cyrano and the Foo Fighters musical horror film Studio 666. I don't anticipate either of those films taking Uncharted down from the number one spot. Also, in some limited theaters will be a re-release of The Godfather with its new 4K restoration. That's particularly interesting because Spider-Man No Way Home just edged out The Godfather on the all-time adjusted for inflation list, but if The Godfather makes enough on this re-release, all of that money goes back into the pot so you could see it making a comeback over Spider-Man No Way Home. I'll be keeping track of that. Thank you so much for watching the show. I will be back next week, I believe on Monday, although those are also the same day as the Hollywood Critics Association Awards, which I'm going to be attending. So if I do have to push the show, then it'll be on Tuesday, but it's a big week next week because as of right now, I will be seeing The Batman next Tuesday. I will have my review up here on the channel just as quickly as I can. I'm very much anticipating it, uh, but we won't be able to talk really about the Batman next week on the show. We will continue charting the progress of Uncharted as well as anything else that pops up here in the box office. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to see what else I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dan Merle. You can also check out everything I do as part of an audio podcast on my audio channel. All of those links are down in the description below. Thanks again for joining us. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you next time. Bye.